Good to go. Should we start? But speaking of speaking of movies, when we were at the theater the other night, and we, we were, after you had left, we had, Luke and I played God at the theater. You had left, and Doug Doug was like, "You want to see behind the screen?" And I was like, "I've never seen behind a movie screen before." And I walked, I walked back, and like I was kind of head down. I wasn't expecting anything, and I just like smacked my head super hard. Ooh, bleeding. I took a knee. I, I weeped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wept. I wept. I weeped. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's there's more too. Like there's that little yeah, that little guy, and then there's another one up here. But uh, yeah, I took a big old smack, a proper bonk. Yeah, <laughs> proper bonk. Damn, which, dude. Which we can, I guess we can talk about the origin story of of bonk. bonk? Yes. Yeah. I, sh- I guess we should say welcome to Born to Rome. Thank you. Thank we you. are uh, we're in uh, an undisclosed location at a safe house in Westdale, Ontario, Canada, part of the Greater Hamilton area, part of the, which is part of the Greater Ham or Toronto area, uh, which is I think all part of the the Dundas thing. Earth, you know, that's how I see it. We're on yeah. Earth. Still, uh, we're on Earth currently. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know which number this is, so. Uh, 14, 14, 14, 14th born to Rome. Welcome. Um, Sam, Sam Tomlinson. How are you today? I'm doing extremely well. How are you? I'm doing very well as well. You got a great vibe today. Got in very nice sunglasses. I got inspired by Wade actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good look. Thank you. I was going to put on my sunglasses too, but I also felt like it's better to just suffer and squint, you know? <laughs> I'll probably enhance my performance Life on this. Life is suffering, dude. Life is Take suffering. It Take it in is, is indeed. So you were saying you, you gave yourself a proper bonk on the old Proper tent. bonk. Proper bonk. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. we were playing Call of Duty at the movie theater. Yeah. Because um, I thought behind a movie screen all the... Oh, I shouldn't be dinking around with that. Um... I thought that all they'd have behind there is like uh, like Shirley Temple's skeleton or something. I thought it was going to be like way creepier than it actually uh-huh. was, but it's a very confined space. Yeah. Uh, it's nothing special for anybody who wants to know what's behind a, a film screen. It's nothing special, but like duck. Okay. Yeah. Don't be like me. Keep your head down. Yeah. Don't show your namesake. Don't be bonky. No. I think we should. So let's let's get into it, Sam. So Sam, you're now you're now in the nil. <laughs> <laughs> you are also from Dundas, Ontario, Canada. Yep. And uh, we did our first tour together last fall, and you were dubbed, christened, bonk, bonk. How did that come to be? We were playing at the Colony in New York. We were playing in Woodstock. Um, and super cool venue. I, I really liked that room, actually. It was, it was uh, everything was just close, mm-hmm. uh, including the steel beams mm-hmm. or, or the wood beams that, that kind of hung above the stage. And we were just, just cranking out, I think, bathed in light or something. And I did a nice, a nice jump. And little did I register how low those beams would be. And I cranked my dome off of... Uh, off of one of them, and uh, for the for the remainder of the night, I was like, 
I think I might have gave myself a concussion. Like I can, I can jump high. I'm a high jumper, and uh, and uh, yeah, I th- I thought I gave myself a concussion. I was seeing like red and blue flashing light in my peripheral vision, and um, and I really rolled the dice on going to sleep that night. And uh, luckily, I woke up, and here we are. And Bonky, I acquired the name Bonky. Bonky. I bonked. Bonky. <laughs> Bonky Tomlinson. Bon- Bonky Tomlinson. That was a good head bonk. I remember looking over at you yeah. and thinking, God damn, that's a yeah, mighty wall. Sam looks like he's tripping balls. Yes, yeah, the cheapest <laughs> drug there is, really. Head trauma. Yeah. 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 Um, not recommended, but uh, when you find yourself there, enjoy it. It's super easy to do because it's often by accident. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You never know when you're going to be visited by the head trauma fairy. Yeah. But young bonk is... I wear that name with pride. Yes, as you should. As you should. I love it. So you're from Dundas, as I've already mentioned. God's country, as we like to call it. The Shire. The Shire. Um, What? uh, What was? I mean, I kind of ask everybody this: like, what was your first like time when you heard music and you're like, shit, yeah, shit, yeah. That's a great question. Uh, uh, My my friend Scott and I. Who, who you know, we, uh, we would often, we would often be hanging out and like discovering music online. I'm just trying to th- like, I think it was like, we found some really crazy shit on there. We found like a group called Starfucker that oh, yeah. we really liked at the time, which like, these are bands I've since transcended. I listen to it now and I'm like, ah, shouts out Starfucker. Um, but, um, yeah, that all of that stuff I was really digging, and then uh, like Led Zeppelin, like everybody else, was just one of those things where I was like, "Holy dude, you want to share the zone?" Uh, it uh, it changed me, dude. Yeah, the first time I heard "How Many More Times" by Led Zeppelin, I was like, "There, there couldn't be a song better than this. This is way too cool." Um, and then my brother and I, like, he played drums. So we would just learn, we would learn those songs and jam occasionally, but, but yeah, yeah. Like everyone else, Led Zeppelin, God bless. Yeah. Speaking of Led Zeppelin, have you ever watched uh, the Live Aid performance, like the 1985 reunion? No. It's kind of like, is it heroin fueled? It's fucked up. It is insane. (laughs) So it's like hilarious 80s style. They didn't practice before they did it. They're in front of like 100,000 people. They all have those goofy fucking haircuts because it's 1985. Mm. And um, Robert Plant's voice is blown before they even start. Uh, (laughs) And they have two drummers. One of them is Phil Collins. And they, yeah, they didn't practice. And Jimmy Page's guitar is just like slathered in like chorus. Because I guess like such was the fashion of the time. Yeah. And and it's out of tune. So it sounds really good. (laughs) And they start playing rock and roll. And uh, it it immediately is clear that I was like, this is going to be a rough one. Damn. This is going to be a rough one. But that's rock and roll, dude. Yeah. So (laughs) they are going through this thing. I can't remember where else they play. I think they do. Uh, all I remember is that they play Stairway to Heaven, and that doesn't go well either. And mm. it's uh, I'm pretty sure that like that was the reason why they didn't do any like real show, like reunite, 
for so long because that one went so badly, but like such a yeah. preventable disaster. I yeah. think just like you just, you could have practiced. Lesson like, learned though. Take a knee. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Regroup. Hair. Their hair. Oh, it's very funny. It's what, great. What's the longest your hair has ever been? I think when I was like 15, I had a pretty good like 15, 16, had it pretty bad. Toss it back. You know, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like I keep toying with the idea of like really just growing it out, but um I'm doing it. I, I'm in the thick of it. You're in the thick of it. Yeah. It's going well though for you. Yeah, I got this like young Ludwig thing going yeah, on. Yeah, young Ludwig. <laughs> yeah. Young Bonky Ludwig. Yeah, just like Twin Peaks. Yeah. Something's going on. Yeah, 90s yeah. heartthrob. Yeah, I don't it's mind. Good vibe. It's thanks. I always just chicken out like cuz the sides start getting a little um crusty the clown for me you know and oh i know yeah it yeah. doesn't uh you know i guess if you just kind of keep pushing on through then that effect is minimized but i just haven't i've never had the chutzpah since i was a child yeah you just gotta like be really into hats for a minute i think so you gotta get comfy with hats you get your hats going and then it's it's best to do it in like the fall season because winter is nice and long here in Canada mm -hmm. for the for the folks who are uh, abroad, and uh, because of the length of winter, you can just you can just hibernate and all of a sudden you got long hair. Yeah, the flowers come out, you come out. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, you got this yeah. flow going. Yeah, I uh, I got myself a haircut uh, during the pandemic by my girlfriend Denise. And was it good? She give you a good one? It was interesting. Yeah, like she uh, she was she definitely she did some stuff that they don't teach at barber school. Mm. Um she made uh strange like S's into my sideburns that I I don't remember requesting, uh, yeah. but uh I had them. And uh <laughs> uh yeah, I guess I everybody probably had a pretty good pandemic haircut experience at oh one yeah time or another. i mean look at drake <laughs> didn't have those s's though no didn't have those s's no no um i i debated at one point i was like should i just because i was like i was like you know why not dude it's a crazy feeling shaving your head yeah you've done it yeah you've had some yeah you're you're swinging back and forth on I, the hair yeah continuum. i just keep it revolving yeah. I, as soon as i don't want to eat my hair anymore yeah i i get i either give it a shave or i just hop down to some some spot on king street where the guys don't want to talk to me and yeah. they do a good job i don't believe in fancy haircuts <laughs> no. like i i just don't i don't believe in spending more than or like not like for the money aspect i just like don't want to sit there while someone it's like, bro, it's yeah. gonna, it's gonna be different in like twenty four hours. Also, do you, do you ever hear somebody talk about how expensive their haircut it is, and it's like not, it's not good? No, yeah, crazy All the time. Yeah, I, when I was working at the cafe, people would just be like, "Yeah, I just got a haircut. It was like fucking two hundred bucks," and I'm like, "What? You spent two hundred bucks on that? Oh, I thought it was a B." What you, oh, it's another. Oh, okay. Simply pine. Yeah, the the hills are alive with the sound of music today. Eh, out here, there's a lot of there's a lot of we're yard visitors and, yeah <laughs> a lot of grinding sounds and yeah bees and uh you know to loop back though shaving your head is like pretty sick because you don't have to you just don't have to worry about it yeah you don't you don't have to think about it you wake up in the morning and you are the same lollipop that's been dropped on the carpet as you were the day before yep yep and yeah it's uh 
It's nice. It's very freeing in the summertime. I recommend it. That's how, I mean, it does sound very appealing, especially yeah. right now as I sit directly in the wrath of the sun. Can't wait to bathe after this. Yeah. <laughs> I, and the other thing too about the shaved head look is like, depending on your facial hair situation, you can really, you know, instill paralyzing fear into people. That was, um, that was a big one for me. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to think I'm pretty approachable, but when I had that haircut, cleared the sidewalk. Yeah. yeah. My friends would pretend they didn't know who I yeah. was if I passed them. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little sketchy, but it's nice. It, it's nice. Like being left alone is kind of nice sometimes. Yeah. And you solitude. Go, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. You know, get some time with your thoughts and uh -huh. your manifesto and all that. <laughs> uh, the, uh, <laughs> um, uh, shit. What was I going to say? The, um, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. I was thinking about that's okay. Uh, manifestos, but um, anyways, let's stay off that topic. Um, but uh, okay, so Dundas. Let's go back to Dundas for a second. Home. So you went to Parkside High School. I went. To, I'm a Parkside boy. Represent. Yes. Give me the hate, dude. Feed me the hate. Yeah. Well, Kyle and I are both Highland boys. So, yeah. You know, we razzm about it every day. You know <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, I mean, I, I really think that the only thing more boring than civic pride is school, <laughs> school pride. pride. <laughs> yeah. yeah. School pride sucks, man. Yeah. People that like yearbook people that are like, those were the golden days with their ring. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Class of 08. Woo. Yeah. No, dude. High school's for depression and depression only. Yeah. It's for like... Um, for, high school is like about watching other people make fantastic mistakes and being like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna not do that." I'm glad I'm not that guy. Yeah, yeah. A lot of. Nah, maybe I won't go there. Just Parkside, Parkside had some, had some, some gooey, some substantial, Issues. nasty things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. uh, completely unbeknownst to me, but I guess our school was having like a crazy oxycontin problem when I was there. But I was, I was that's, so out of the loop. I was dealing it at that time too. So oh, that's wow. the, yeah. So you were the okay. <laughs> I, Sorry, uh, yeah. <laughs> you got to make that money. I, I had no idea. I just like I'm like, why are these people so tired all the time? Like, mm. um, and yeah, uh, my math teacher's really snoozing at the wheel. Yeah. The math teachers had their own thing going on. We had a we had a situation with some teachers having an affair, and you know it was uh, shout out Highland, shout out Highland. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Parkside, Park. I mean, I didn't in, enjoy high school all that much, but Parkside has since been uh, demolished and turned yeah. into perhaps a, a grave site. Like people might be buried there now, so it's it's very uh, sad and ironic mm -hmm. all at the same time. Uh, that that's where I went to high school. I get to I get to walk around and look at tombstones and be like, I was educated here. Wow. But um, yeah, I don't know. Dundas Parkside ruled because like at lunch break you could you could walk down you could walk down in five minutes flat and get a subway sandwich or a pizza or McDonald's or Emilio's. just a slushy. Emilio's was amazing. Shout out Emilio's. Yeah, still uh, going. Yeah, still still the best. Yeah. Um, I feel like Highland, all, all Highland had, just from my limited experience of, of uh, see, like kind of seeing people there and, yeah. and going to visit them, uh, was like A1 Pizza. We had A1 Pizza and... Uh, it's good. 
Yeah. It's pizza. It was it was pizza, you know. Um uh, we had but Macy's before A1 there was Macy's like the giant convenience store that also served pizza and they made it there and it was amazing. But you could get like chicken wings and whatever. Anyways, it was a places it was like great that don't exist store. anymore. No. You don't go to a corner store and they're whipping you up a pizza. No. It's already there. It was almost like a bodega. Like it was sick. Mm. It was a great convenience store. Fuck, that makes me miss New York City, baby. Let's talk about New York City. So after high school, so you 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 do high school, you do that whole thing, and then they're like, All right, what are you gonna be for the rest of your life? And you're like <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to New York. <laughs> I remember sitting down with a teacher at, in high school and they were like, well, your grades are like, where do you want to go? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, like any university around here. And they're like, okay, well, your grades, you're not going to be doing that. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that. So I took that and was like, I'm, I guess I'm not going to college because applied at that time felt like you were a stupid person, whereas like applied education now is like way more useful than any yeah than anything else so yeah. i wish i had realized that at the time but i i left that and was like okay i got nothing going on but um i took i took a gap year and a, a gal that i went to high school with who was older than i was she had been to this school in new york and she was like all you got to do is audition so i auditioned to get into this school it was an acting school and uh, I got in and I was like, okay, well, I guess this is what I'm doing. So I studied <laughs> acting in New York City for, for two years. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was sick. It was and a crazy place. Where? So can you explain a little bit? Like, I think we've harped on it a little bit, but like Dundas is like the smallest, quaintest little town that you can possibly picture. Just picture the Shire from Lord of the Rings, but yeah. with... An yeah. oxycontin problem. Yeah, and you're and you have shoes on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Shoes and oxycontin. Yeah. Plus the Shire. Yeah. Going from that to uh, New York City. So what was that transition like? That transition was living in living in in peace and quiet, mm -hmm. and uh, moving to thirtieth. 30th and Madison Avenue. So that's two blocks away from the Empire State Building for anybody that doesn't know the grid. But uh, that was a that was a jarring move. It was a sick one too. I loved it. I love the the. I'm a big restart fan. Mm -hmm. Where you can just like go somewhere else, and it, because you're living there, you just don't. You have no obligation to like behave a certain way. Yeah. Um, new identity. New yeah, chance. Yeah. It was kind of. It was cool. Um, Clean rap sheet. Yeah. But I like. As stupid as it sounds, I, I like found myself there. I was like, okay, I know who I am now. I'm not this like sad Dundas boy. And uh, yeah, I, I figured out how to turn that into a business and 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 uh, and uh, stage perform and and get get rid of my fear of stage performance, which like segues nicely into to playing music. And I've always played music. I've played music since uh, since I was eight years old. My grandfather gave me a guitar. And uh, I've always just done it for myself. He was like, do this so that you don't have to do therapy. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So I, I, uh, I just got good at guitar and would play it for myself. And then I would do it at school too. And yeah. And uh, I came home and, and just did that. Well, I came home. And acting in Toronto, did, I did, it didn't go so hot. Um, really cool experience where 
an agency I signed to didn't, uh, didn't return my calls. So waited for that contract to be up and, uh, and then I just did photography. Oh, this makes me sound like such a douche, but I was just doing like photography and then I auditioned for uh, uh, this band called Captain Wildchild. And, um, and to audition for that band, I had to buy a little $200 Squire jazz bass. Yeah. And oh, I can play bass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I bought one. I'm a, I'm a guitar player, but I bought one just to audition. And when I landed that, it was like, okay, I'll just lean into this, see how it goes. And, uh, and then, yeah, I joined you boys. Joined you bad boys. Us, us. Well, we, we completed the Dundas trifecta. It feels good. It feels brought, home, brought on home to the Shire. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about Captain Wildshot, your excellent uh, band. Uh, you guys uh, you guys have some dates coming up in June. You guys are doing a little East Coast rip. Got a little, yeah. Eastern rip. Yeah. Um, East Ontario. <laughs> how would you describe, to the, to the folks that are going to go out and, and listen to Captain Wildshot, how would you describe your music? Our music is, it, it's... It's he it's heavy, but it's dance it's dance heavy. Yeah. Uh, so I would consider us to be like a garagey punk rock band, but we there's there's very dancey elements to our our music. And Most certainly, and it's just fun and kind of lighthearted. And uh, Chad is just a just a he's our singer and guitar player. He's just punk rock to the core. Shout out Chad, and Nigel is a an anomaly of a drummer who uh he, he's he's a very jazzy boy i met him i met him while he was playing some jazz he was playing jazz and i was like nice to meet you i'm saying <laughs> uh, but yeah he's 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 just all over the place and uh yeah i don't know i i would consider myself to be a a, a new bassist but a, a seasoned a seasoned rocker just from my bedroom standards yes yeah well so. that's where the work goes down yeah man in the yeah. bedroom trying to learn Led Zeppelin. Yeah. It's crazy though. It's crazy stuff and I really enjoy it. And I think um well we have we have a record hopefully yes. coming out this year. So I'm I'm hoping everybody else enjoys gets to enjoy that too. Your yeah. from what I've heard, that album is magnifique. Thank and it's you. very, very well recorded. Thank I think you. you guys are gonna Yeah, Mickey a, did a great job. Shout out shout out Mickey Ellsworth. Shout out Mickey. Um but anyways, I don't I don't want to price for too many details. I'm sure those are all forthcoming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's an excellent record. So Thanks, look out man. for that one. Appreciate that. Um so in New York City, you land country country bumpkin <laughs> in the big city. <laughs> country just bump. like you just you fall off the turnip truck yeah. in Times Square. Yeah. Mom, pa, yeah. where'd you go? With $17 in your pocket. Basically, uh, what was what was the I mean, what was the craziest thing you saw in New York City that you feel comfortable telling the world? <laughs> Almost had a girl like die in my arms. I can tell this one maybe. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> this is a sick story. Uh, I was I was in this class with a girl. I won't say her name. Uh, I'll, I'll give her the name Jessica because that's nice and generic. But Helen Jessica, <laughs> Jessica, uh, she she was in one of my acting classes, and my acting teacher was like, "Yo, you, bring in uh, 
bring in like a totem, something that is very important to you that you brought from home and you're going to come in and explain why it's important to you and just uh, uh, a nice acting exercise. And so I brought in, I brought in a guitar <laughs> and um, my teacher was like, would you play something for us? And I, I, I think I played, yeah, I just played a little loop of Blackbird and they were like, and, uh, and from that point on, Jessica, like I would kind of just see her peripherally around. She was like, I felt like I was being followed a little bit. And it was very evident one morning when I woke up on my floor and I went to go make breakfast and she was in my living room, full, like fully dressed, like ready to go. She looked nice. And I was like, hey. And she was like, hey, oh, oh, hey. <laughs> I was like, okay. So, uh... Once that happened, the, the first weekend of, of being at school rolls around and uh, there's a floor, uh, there's like a little floor hangout and... Uh, Orientation. Yeah. Sup. Yeah. A little sup. And um, she's like, we're, we're, we're chatting at it and she's like, you uh, kind of remind me of my ex-boyfriend back home. And I was like, whoa, uh, cool. And I was like, did he, did he play guitar? And she was like, yeah, he played guitar. And then she was like, yeah, he drowned. <laughs> From that point on, I was like, ooh, ooh boy. Oh, damn. I, now I don't even know if I should tell this story. This is a crazy one. It's a dark one. Dude, you, yeah, you got you to I'm in the thick dude. of it, though. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. So <laughs> her ex-boyfriend died. I'm... I'm like, I'm sitting there just kind of keeping my cool, like, oh, that's wild. I'm so sorry. And she's like, yeah, it's fine. And then uh, everybody, it, it was supposed to be a dry floor, uh, but everyone was having like a little, little bit of, little vodka. Yeah. Little vodka cran in mugs so that we wouldn't get caught. And we're, we're drinking from these mugs and it wasn't very much. It was very. It was chill. It was, it was civilized. Just, it was chill. It wasn't, nobody, no ill intent Nobody's wearing a lampshade. It's no, all good. No, no, it was fine. No one was wearing shit. It was nighttime. Yeah. It was great. Um, but she has a couple drinks and starts adding, uh, like acting very erratic. And we're like, oh, okay. So we take her up to her room and uh, we're like, oh, we're all going to go to bed now. Uh, so good night. And we leave her in her room and we actually end up going to like Madison Park, Madison Square. We go, we go to a, a park down the street and we're continuing drinking and meeting each other and having a nice time. And then Tom, who's good friend Tom, he gets a call from our CA who's at the apartment and he's like, uh, can, you get, can you get Sam here? And uh, I was kind of freaking out because I was a little drunk at this point. Yeah. And I run, ba I run back because I'm like, nothing bad's going to happen on my watch. I get there. And I get to, I get to the front desk, and the front desk guy's like, "You got to go to floor ten, man." And I was like, "We're gonna need you to play Blackbird. It's not mine." <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. I get there, the floor is covered in water, and my CA is holding this girl's head, and he's like, "I need you to stay awake." And I, I'm, I'm in shock. I have no idea what to do. But Ty, who was my CA. He's like, I'm going to go downstairs and get the first responders. Just like keep her awake for me. And, I, and he like gives me the gal and she is, uh, I'm like, 
stay awake. It's me, Sam. It's me, the, it's the boy. And uh, she projectile vomits. She projectile vomits over my shoulder. I get none on me. I was extremely impressed with, um, with how she handled that. But she, uh, yeah, she was awake. They, t they took her away and then, uh, and uh, she's fine. She ended up being fine. And we, we did classes together and it was all good. But uh, God yeah. damn. It was wild. Yeah. We found out that it was uh, because of some medication that that's why that happened. But no, nobody else, nobody else knew. She didn't really tell anybody. So that's how that goes. Uh, <laughs> God damn. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Dude, there's a story for you. Welcome to New York City. Yeah, so that yeah, that was my first week there. <laughs> Damn, dude, that is a less than chill orientation. Yeah, session. but it, I had the best time. It was cool. Long story yeah. short, <laughs> some strong vodka cranes. Yeah, dude. might have to do some editing, Mitch. Uh, <laughs> she's good to go. Yeah, yeah. I Except bleep out a name. The man. other day, she like she posted on social media a picture with her and a glass of wine, saying, "I really need this." And I was like, "No, you don't. <laughs> you don't need that. What are you trying to do?" Good lord. Yeah, yeah. But school's sick, man. Dude, it's very interesting when you come together at school and you like meet all these people from completely different backgrounds, and you're just like, you know, I'm used to just kind of like bumming around Dundas, meeting other people from the. Uh, the old green fields. Yeah. You were a Laurier boy, eh? I was a Laurier boy. Yeah. I, I went there uh, because a 17-year-old version of myself decided I was going to be a psychologist. <laughs> and uh, so... Kind of worked out. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> I got my degree. Yeah. My psychology degree. We got degrees, dude. We got degrees, dude. Fuck yeah. Um. But as you were saying, though, you made a very good point with the uh, a whole applied thing, like applied versus academic. I don't know what the system is now in Ontario education. Way worse. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're like, okay, listen, do you want to do academic classes, which means like, you know, you're going to have a future and like, you're not going to be a loser. Or do you want to do applied where you like go to college and like, don't do that one. That's basically how it was pitched to us, but it's like yeah. everybody that went to like college that I know is crushing it. They love and they're, it. they're like, I fucking weld and I'm, you know, I'm I love my life and things are good and yeah, I do things I have in my a hands. house. I own a home. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, and then everybody that went to university is either a sociopath business guy that like uh, is a stock trader, which I still, you can, I've, it's been explained to me a million times what that does for the, uh, world, but I still don't quite, doesn't quite register with me, yeah. uh, what you're contributing. Uh, no offense, fuck you, but, uh, <laughs> the people that, uh, most of the people that I know that went to university, um, are experiencing the midlife crisis at yeah. age 30. Yeah. So I don't know. Go to college, man. If you're good with your hands, do your like if you like building shit, don't listen to what they have to say. I don't know what the narrative is now, but now they're like it seems like they're trying to get people into college because they're like, oh shit, nobody can build things. Oh, you guys all have philosophy degrees? Yeah, that's not gonna build the fucking highway though. It's also just like, oh, you can pay for this? Come on in. Yeah. Come on in. Yeah. That's how I look at it. I feel like yeah. they don't they don't really. The, a lot of people I know that are in school, they're not being. Uh, they're not being educated 
the way they would like to be. Yeah. You got to do a lot of reading on your own time, I feel. Yeah. And you, you're also not being like honestly appraised of like your job prospects from the outlet or yeah. the outset of, of like, listen, th they do tell you, they did tell us to like, look to your left, look to your right. Only one of you is going to graduate with your degree. And they told us that, but they didn't say, oh, by the way, <laughs> your degree is fucking worthless. Like, <laughs> unless you're like doing a very specific degree and you want to go into research and get your master's and your PhD and all that shit. They didn't tell you, oh, by the way, getting a degree in is basically, uh, other than the life experience, which I enjoyed and I, I, it was good having deadlines and getting things done. And that's a great thing. Mm -hmm. And the social aspect, loved that. Um, but you know, m a lot of the people that I kn knew that graduated, like, you know, they went back to school for something completely different. So all I'm saying is that, uh, it was, it was, I don't know how it is now, but it was weird around like going to college. Uh, and it shouldn't be because like we need things physically built and made because oh yeah, the world doesn't run on, uh, Theoreticals, um, theoretical, uh, uh, philosophy, like psychology degree. Like I can tell you, I can tell you all the stages of development of, uh, you know, actually shit. I've forgotten all that. Dude, stuff. you're looking at a guy with a fine art degree. That's sick though. Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose I'm using it. Um, you are using, I'm it putting now. it to good use. Yes. But, uh, I don't really know what that is. Ultimately I got it. I guess like, Part of school is just like go and do something that you're kind of interested in and like complete it yeah. if you want and like get some life experience doing that. And if that. it doesn't work out, feel free to try and teach it. There you go. And pass on generations and generations yeah. of, uh, you know, negativity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have Napoleon's complex? Teach. Yeah. Do you hate the academic world and yeah. the subject that you're here to teach? good let's hire this guy and those who can't teach teach jim <laughs> yeah in the good words of jack black it's funny though like looking back on both university and high school like the, the good teachers really stand out and it wasn't that they were good at teaching particularly what they were charged with teaching but like my english teacher was rad he fucking taught me about guided by voices and joy division and stuff like cool bands and yeah. Um, I did have really good music teachers, though. They were awesome. Um, I never took it in school. Really? I, I wish I did. Everybody who talks about music class is like, that Dude, was it, the class. It was, that was like, that defined my high school experience, like going on all those band trips that, like, first of all, we went to the Bahamas. Could you imagine the waivers? Like, <laughs> you wouldn't even get it. Like, someone would suggest, hey, what if we take the kids to the Bahamas on a cruise? And people would just laugh at you. Like, you oh, just yeah. couldn't do it now. Yeah, no. The, I mean, I guess there were trips everywhere. Like nobody's, nobody's taking their students to Africa. That's no, not happening. No. But there were a lot of Europe trips. I did a New York trip in, in school. That's sick. But yeah, Bahamas is, that's a sick one. Dude. It's pretty out there. Dude, I remember when we were in the Bahamas, uh, this guy came up to us. It was me and a couple other people. He came up to us. He's like, you you have small hands. And it was like, we had a smaller friend who did have <laughs> indeed have small hands. He's like, come with me. And this guy, like this guy had a knife, like a, like a rusty steak knife. Did and they we're eat like, your friend? 
No, he no? was like, I need you. He, and he explained to him, I'm not going to like do like, I'm not going to like, I'll just say it in my voice. We got he, crazy stories. Today. Yeah. <laughs> he told my friend to reach into like this door and like unlock it. Cause it was like through like a weird mail slot that was near the handle. And he did because the guy had a knife and we're like, and the guy didn't say thank you. And then just walked into this house and we're like, did we just assist like a, a home in? invasion or a robbery? And we didn't have time to think about that because uh, we had to get back to the, the cruise ship. Oh so. my God. Yeah. And then <laughs> oh there's like all of us like, on the beach, 17 years old with our braces, like smoking cigars, taking photos on like a cool pics thing. Just like, oh man. Yeah. They're coming just back. Like passing out from like these like Cuban cigars that are like black. Like mm-hmm. just like thinking we're all gangster with our like braces. Uh, good times. <laughs> Never had them. Never had braces. You're gifted by God, eh? Yeah. With a straight smile. Yeah. I had, I had a retainer for a bit and the, I had this other device installed in my mouth for a, a couple months yeah but n- no braces no braces no got lucky damn yeah dude that is lucky dude yeah dude braces were a goddamn nightmare yeah like Kiss, every time kissing a girl with braces you, dude? that wasn't even a prospect it was just like <laughs> uh it's it was it was just like i i uh, am going to list, go home and listen to the blue album by Weezer again. <laughs> that was, that was, that was it. Um, the name is Jonas. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. But I remember like every time you had to go in for like an adjustment, which is like, so you have these goddamn things on your teeth. Right. And then they adjust it so that they like either expand the wire, which forces your teeth out again. And so you get it adjusted. And that first day is like, fucking uncomfortable like because your teeth are now being forced in a new direction and then it's at the height of the tension um anyways i'm not an orthodontist obviously so i'm not doing a very good job explaining this all i can tell you is it fucking sucked yeah it's not good it was not good and every time you went to the goddamn orthodontist because you had like something snapped off because you were eating Popeye sticks or whatever those got like and whatever candy you How'd were. How'd you know I was eating Popeye sticks? And the orthodontist was like, they'd take you in a room and be like, were you eating candy? And you're like, mm-mm. You big cavity guy? I wasn't a cavity guy. I just would snap the fucking wires of my braces or oh. whatever from like eating peanuts and shit because like. My orthodontist isn't going to tell me how to live my life. So they'd be like, were you eating candy again? And I'm like, Mm-mm. they just woke up as broken. And he's like, I don't believe you. It's like, bro, you're getting paid so much. goddamn money. Yeah, let's you better believe. Me, let's dude. spare the interrogation. Yeah, yeah. Save that and <sighs> just fucking put the thing back on. Have you ever had a cavity? I think I've had a couple. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Have you? No oh, cavities? Dude. I don't know what everybody's talking about. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't had, I haven't had many. I've had a couple though. I eat straight garbage and I, I'm, I'm trying to get a cavity. And yeah. It just doesn't work. It doesn't. <laughs> just go home and scrape some enamel off with a file and <laughs> yeah. eat a bunch of uh, yeah. sugar. Just line my teeth with jelly beans. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep them there all day. <laughs> that ought to do the trick. That'd be a cool vibe. Yeah, I don't think you're missing much in terms of the no. Yeah, you're not. Uh, 
the cavity filling experience is not fun. Mm. But the day I got my braces off was like Andy Dufresne in the Shawshank Redemption. You felt like you jumped in a lake naked, huh? I did. I felt like I was was like my fucking, I have teeth now. Not just like this, like this, like robot mouth anymore, (laughs) you know? Not saying you have braces, you have a robot mouth. I'm just saying that's what it felt like to me. And we're not trying to speak ill of those with braces as well. No. I I don't I don't understand. I'm trying to empathize my best. But I don't know. Y- y- y'all shit's going to get straight. Yeah, you're going to get straight now. You're it's going to be, be great. Yeah. It's going to be great. You're going to get those things off. Life's going to be beautiful. Yeah. All right? Yeah. So, if you still if you're in the middle of having braces, just just don't lose hope. Just stay the course. Just keep listening to Weezer. Just keep listening to Weezer and you'll get through. Um, Rock music, dude. Yeah. I, Rock music. I remember like when I was getting my braces like on or like adjusted, it would be like a very long process and I would have to listen to a CD and like I only had one CD. So I just listened to the blue album while like I'm having these like horrible <laughs> shooting pains in my mouth. So. It's a miracle that I still like that album. Yeah. But, uh, it's yeah. good. Yeah. It's good. It wasn't until recently, uh, that I found out that the, uh, the, one of the dudes from the cars produced yeah, that record. Rick Ocasek. Yeah. My dad, like anytime I hear the cars, I just think about my dad. It's what my dad listens to. Bow, 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 bow. Dude, the cars She's rule. running away. With the so good dude the cars rule elliot easton super underrated guitar player mm. he uh i don't know he just has these he has like the best kind of like rockabilly licks but then also like ripping kind of i don't know searing lead sound he just combines it all i just love that guy but mm. the uh I think it was Rick Ocasek talking about the first album. He's like, we should have just called that album our greatest hits album. <laughs> it's like every album after that kind of sucks, but our first album's amazing. At least he's got that awareness. Yeah, totally. A lot of people don't. No, no. Rest in peace, Rick Ocasek. There's great footage of them making Blue Album and like bands recording in the room, like live off the floor. And he's just sitting there like on a couch, like smoking a cigarette nodding his head and that's it that's all you see that's good that's kind of it's kind of what we just did yeah indeed <laughs> it is indeed minus it the is. cigarette it was more yeah replace yeah. every cigarette in that dock with uh bubblies yeah just nursing bubblies it dude was a problem we should get a point. bubbly sponsorship i know Chastity looking at you one, what really i don't know they have some kind of deal going on <laughs> that we should look i gotta into. talk to brandon dude yeah I gotta talk to Levi. Do they have? Yeah, I'll, I'll ask Brandon. Like, what is the bubbly hookup? Because I think he they sent us this like remember that wooden case with yeah. like two bubblies in it. It's yeah. like we don't need the wooden drug no, paraphernalia case. But also Just send us more bubbles. Pretty sick. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah, if I I'll was if I was into drugs, that wooden box would be. Yeah, I would love that. It's a very like boogie nights looking box. Yeah, it was it was cool, but yeah. I'm not, so we threw it out. Yeah. Um it yeah. I don't know. I didn't really give a I, I didn't really care all too much about bubbly until we started touring. You guys really 
Oh, turn my life around. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> the other thing about bubbly, like not to get all like graphic and shit, but like I feel like it it makes you pee more and dehydrates you. If you're like if you're just fucking chugging them all day, like so I could be graphic. wrong about that. <laughs> I yeah yeah I was I I was peeing a lot. Yeah, mango, Good green thing. apple. I love green apple. Cherry. Oh, the cherry one. Yeah, I'm not a big cherry boy. But that cherry flavor bubbly. It does it for me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. Send me some cherry flavor bubbly, please. Thank you. We'll reach out to the fine folks at Bubbly. <laughs> yeah. They'll I'm sure they'll respond to our email this time. <laughs> uh, okay, so we haven't really talked much yet about your photography. When did you get into that? Like I got into that in New York. Um, my grandfather, the same one that gave me the guitar when I was very young, gave me a camera that he didn't use anymore. And it was an old film, an old film, not old, but like a Nikon F65, which is an automatic film camera. And I started taking pictures in the fall season of my first year in New York. And that first role, I feel like I'm, I'm chasing the dragon on trying to like take a roll of film as good as the first role I got mm. back from, from New York. Cause it just, it felt so good. It feels like Christmas every time you get your film back. So I, I, I love taking film photos and, and yeah, I picked it up. I picked it up in school and uh, I just kind of kept the ball rolling on that because I, I love it. It's a lot of fun. Big movie fan too and, and big cinematography guy. So I, I like to take photos like I'm making a movie. Um, yeah, yeah. And was, sorry, was the first one digital or sorry it was film uh it was film i did have a nikon cool pics that i brought to school and i would i would take that out and be uh be pretty cheeky with that but once i got the film camera i was like oh i can i can actually take some some really nice photos and he gave me this like really nice lens that came with it and and yeah and uh i was doing that for a while and i i, I got to shoot uh the dirty nil a couple times sick band and uh and yeah i don't know i've i've been i've been working alongside mitch when i can rock and roll and too bad he couldn't be here today <laughs> you can say hi mitch you yeah. can say hi there it is there you go yeah. but yeah i i love it i do it when i can um it's uh it makes it makes my heart flutter yeah I love it. yeah i bet yeah. i mean you and kyle are both really good at that kyle's show. awesome Kyle's the point and shoot king. Yeah, Kyle's really Kyle got into it from touring, basically. Yeah. Like having tons of time to kill. Like he started doing that. I started just going to guitar stores <laughs> and like uh looking at playing things that I'll never buy. Yeah. You know, power browsing, I call it. Oh man, you got me into that. It feels good. Oh, it feels great to just like walk in and like, I'm never gonna buy this. <laughs> but like, but you don't know that. Yeah. I'm gonna can I play that? $100,000 guitar, please. It's all about yeah. the confidence. Yeah. Hey, can I try that 1954 Telecaster, please? Yeah. Or you don't even say, hey, can I try? You just go, I'm going to play that. Yeah, I'm going to play that today. What's the biggest, loudest, most annoying amp you've got to plug it into? <laughs> yeah. I remember the first time <laughs> I went to a good, like a vintage guitar store in New York City. It was right before Manny's, the legendary Manny's music closed. And by the end... Like, I don't know if, I don't think, I feel like it wasn't always like this. You walk in and every guitar is locked up. And I, I remember like, 
can I try <laughs> that one? And the guy turns to me and he goes, are you going to fucking buy it? Oh. And I was just like, I don't think so today. And he's Damn. just like, get out of here, kid. I'm like, because that is... I had a similar experience at a rug store. How stupid is this? I walked into a rug store and I'm looking at some rugs and yeah. the guy's like, as you do. Yeah, you look at, what else am I going to do? Yeah. We're in a rug do. store. So I go in and I'm looking at some rugs and there's a bigger room. I, <laughs> I see through a doorway into a bigger room and in this bigger room are bigger rugs. Wow. Very cool. So I asked the guy, can I go look at those rugs? And he goes, no. <laughs> Hey, dude, that's profiling, man. Yeah. I can, I'm good for it. Let me look at a rug. Yeah. Didn't let me look. Never went back. Aladdin's, shame on you. Shame <laughs> on Aladdin. Might have to bleep that out, but wherever it is. Shame King on Street. that rug store. Yeah, man. Come on. It's crazy that that place is still alive. Some There's some businesses that you see are like, how are you still here? <laughs> like, because yeah. like, hasn't Jeff Bezos completely like, Annihilated your line of he's, work. Yeah, he's wiped it out. But, but I, the other thing is, pe there's people like you and me with a little bit of morality who are like, I think I'm gonna go out and buy this thing. Yeah, I want to go and I want to go like rub my fingers on a rug before I buy it. You <laughs> exactly. know, like that ta tactile yeah. experience before I yeah forced me to go to IKEA. I didn't want to go there, but I, I went, dude. And did some, I get a rug? Yes. Did I get a rug? Yes. I did. That's the, like almost everything you get off the internet fucking sucks when you get it. Yep. Yeah. Almost everything. Have I mean, you ever bought you, like, a shirt that you thought was going to be super sick and it was small and made of like parachute? <laughs> I have. <laughs> made of no frills bags. Oh my God. Yeah. All Can't. the time. That's why like... There is that fixed clothing place in the UK. You got to find the good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once Som you find a reliable brand, it's yeah, all sometimes good. you just get it too confident in the in the like chiseled model, and you're like, oh man, I want to yeah, look like that. Yeah, my pecs are like that. And then you get that fucking paper mache shirt. Yeah, and it sucks. And it's no bueno. Yeah, and you're like, I'm forty bucks down right now. Yeah, I could plus got, shipping. Yeah, I could have got me and a friend some shawarma. Yeah, but now I got this parachute. And it doesn't feast. fit. It doesn't, it never fits. Never fits. I always just like, when I buy clothes off the internet now, I'm just like, I always just buy large stuff. So I'm just like, <laughs> if it doesn't fit yeah. me, my girlfriend will love it. Yeah. Like, and large shrinks. You can throw her in the wash. Yeah. And it'll shrink Can't on down. Can't fix small though. No. Like no. you can, you can like, you know, render it down into a washcloth or something. I can't, I could <laughs> the amount of times I've put on a small shirt for a laugh and not been able to get it off. So I've just <laughs> destroyed the shirt. Countless. Yeah. Countless. Yeah. And I keep getting bigger. <laughs> well, listen, the small, the small shirt look is out, dude. It's just yeah. like, no, I don't need to, I, like, we don't need to. What was that? Like an English punk band thing? I don't know what it was. Where'd it begin? I, I feel like I feel like there's enough time has passed now to look on like the kind of like mid to late aughts with the V-necks <laughs> and the fucking neon ray bands. V-necks, man. And uh Yeah, I'm getting and, uh, PTSD with the V-necks. The V-necks were a rough look. Nobody needed that. I remember when I 
I didn't know any better and I bought a V-neck shirt and this was at the time I was wearing like corduroy pants. V-neck shirts and corduroy pants. No buenos. It's a serial killer look. No right buenos. There. Yeah. Very bad. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I think that's how I like lost friends. Yeah. They're like I don't want to be seen around town with this kid. Yeah. Yeah. Corduroy's yeah. sick though. It's Corduroy is sick. It's coming back. Just don't wear a fucking V-neck with it. If you wear a V-neck and your name is not Mike the Situation Sorrentini, <laughs> I just think you got to reevaluate your priorities. That's all I'm Amen saying. Amen to that brother. <laughs> we'll just wait till that uh, drill stops, I guess. Okay, that's, that was easy. Okay. Um, okay, so... Sam, I have a little bit of a speed round. I'd like to answer these questions. Hit me. As fast as possible. They call me Sam Sp Speedy. Sp uh, never mind. Okay. Hit me. <clears throat> Finest gas station in America. Falcon Car Wash. <laughs> Excellent choice. Yeah. Oh, but you know what? Honestly, though, loves. I only said Falcon Car Wash because Fed Smoker. Bless up. Bless up. Yep. Connelled. Yep. Um... Who has the best uh, Rotten Ronnies, United States or Canada? Canada. I think so, too. Yeah. People Rot Rotten Ronnies in the States, dude, you saw it. I got dry sandwiches time after time. I, I almost quit. They on, did you dirty. Yeah, it was really Mouth bad. Mouthful of sand. Yeah, so Canada, shout out to your McDonald's. Dude. Okay, yeah. so just sorry to go off a little tangent here. Take it, dude. Take it away. We went to the Junos where we fucking lost like a bunch of fucking losers we sucked <laughs> we sucked that night but we got royally drunk uh we were beer we were beer <laughs> and we woke up in the morning and we went out to go find a nice little brunch spot we're like you know let's super go fancy get, spot yeah let's go get really some nice flax and eggs yeah whatever they eat it was gonna brunch. it was looking promising it was the there line. was I saw slices of cantaloupe. It was going to be delightful. However, we were racing again. We are, we were battling some pretty intense hefty, hefty yeah, haze, hefty hangovers, a haze, <laughs> a haze of doom in all of our minds. Yeah. And so we were told, you know, an hour plus wait time. So we said, okay, we're going to walk around a bit. And we walked around the corner, and who did we see? The clown. Oh my god. <laughs> And Ronnie, with his fucking broken tooth evil smile, took us by the hand. We took Ronnie by the hand. And he said, come, my children. And we went and got a fucking hamburger at like noon on a Sunday. And because they can't, they don't serve breakfast anymore. No, I. what you did was very powerful. You <laughs> approached that counter and you said, "This." and this was at like 1030 in the morning. You were like... I'll get a quarter pounder with cheese and a coffee. And I thought that was fucking monumental. That was pretty cool. I, I knew the mission as soon as I walked in. I saw it. I was like, let's do it. So I have to say that that quarter pounder was fucking amazing. Like, I'm not trying to advertise for McDonald's here. You know, Monsanto and all that. Dude. Yeah. The clown and his evil empire. Yeah, it did save us. It, was, it did save us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Shout out to that one quarter pounder that one time. Yeah. Um, okay. Who's the most annoying beetle? 
The most annoying beetle. Uh, by that documentary standard, I would say that uh, George, George, which like George is my favorite. He's always been my favorite. He's the guitar player. He's fucking sick. But watching that documentary made me annoyed with George. But I can also empathize. But um, yeah, I suppose I'll leave it there. It made me respect Ringo very much. He was mm-hmm. very chill. Uh, John is way funnier than I thought he would be for someone who's probably not a good person. And then Paul pulled it together. He killed yeah. it. Yeah. Full, that's the full scope. I love Get Back so much. It's I, good. Is so sick. I mean... And if you thought it was boring, it is. That's the point. Yeah. The Beatles suck. Yeah. That's the thesis. If you thought it was boring, it very much is. But yes. at the same time, extremely insightful for a musician to watch. Yeah, it is. It's... Uh, um. It's kind of funny too, seeing how like insulated they are in their little world, like where they have so much money and they're so dumb. Yeah. Like they have no real good business advisors at that point. And they're just like, oh, we'll have like a tailoring shop and we'll like have this place called like the Idea Corporation where like you walk in and like you give us an idea and we give you a bunch of money. Like, yeah. And then on top of that, like you just, the they would keep cutting to the calendar and just things getting pushed back on the calendar. Yeah. Every time, I know we already had this conversation, but it wasn't recorded. So I'll give it to you for you folks. Because, uh, yeah, I, 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 I just really think that, you know, every time they're like, okay, Paul, we need to make a decision about where we're going to have the final concert. And that's a bit more Australian, but whatever. We're going to, and he says every time, yeah, well, I think we can make that decision later. And that's what get back should be called. We can make that decision. We can later. make that decision later. Yeah. 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 So that's what I learned from that documentary is that <laughs> procrastination is fine. Doesn't matter. Like whatever, who cares? Uh, and that um, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that they're on uppers the whole time. Oh yeah. They're very high. They're like, yeah. they're like, even yeah. P- even Peter Sellers was like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. That scene where he comes in, he's yeah. like, oh, oh, this is what it's They're like. They're frigged. Okay, and like uppers, like, I don't know. It's kind of like a, like, I'm not really into that shit, but like you can totally see from that documentary, like it was probably a good time to just be all like, you know, <laughs> amped up, yeah. like for like 12 straight hours. Yeah, they were also hauling on cigarettes. Oh yeah. Whew. Chain chain smoking. Yeah. Not for me. Um okay, what here's the next question. Mm-hmm. What's the best Kyle Fisher dish? Ooh. Kyle is a whiz in the kitchen. Um just watch out for that knife. <laughs> oh my god, I was there. Kyle cut it cut the tip of his thumb off and it was uh it looked like a piece of gnocchi. And uh <laughs> Didn't make it in the dish, thank God. But um, that that stew he made was pretty phenomenal. He's just he's good all around. He's man. very like, good. It's yeah, hard for, it's hard for Kyle to make something that you're like, eh. No, he's it's he's, generally really good. But cook. like he he's made some like that pasta we had when we watched uh, what Jean Claude Van Damme movie did we watch? We watched uh, Deep Impact or <laughs> Double Impact. Double Impact. Or... Yeah, that that pasta was fucking rad. We've been on a kick. 
of watching really bad JCVD movies. That was actually my next question. Oh, what yeah? is the well? Let's let's the I'm pasta. Gonna, I'm gonna say that pasta? Pa- yeah, the pasta was good. I'm just gonna inject myself into this. Yeah, say it. I really think that those fucking burgers that he made out of the Maddie the Matheson Smash Burgers, yeah, cookbook yo, are the Maddie p- Matheson. Shout out, bro. I think those are that it. is the best hamburger I think I've ever had in my life. They're really fucking good. Yeah, yeah. So, pasta, cheeseburgers. You made that um, lasagna for you one time. I remember your lasagna story. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. What's the best Van Damme movie? The best Van Damme movie. Uh, oh man, we watched Double Team the other night, and it was so, so bad. Um, so I'm, I'm giving that that one a thumbs down. Um, but Double Impact, Double Impact kind of rules. There's a lot of just like really funny things yeah. said and done. And uh, the entertainment value is very high. Is that the one we watched together when he's in New Orleans or whatever? He's in like, I think like Thailand. Okay. I think it's Thailand. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. And he keeps going back to the boat and back to the, the place. And it's just like a, a back and forth. And he's like, everything is so hard. And it's just, <laughs> it's so ridiculous, but it's so funny. I love it. And they, they always come up with a hilarious backstory for his terrible accent yeah yeah oh shout yeah out, shout out john claude van damme shout out um okay <laughs> what's the worst nick cage movie the worst nick cage movie uh that willie's wonderland movie was very bad it was really upsetting what's like that i like i like bad movies i can get into bad movies especially bad nick cage movies because he's just he's off the chain yeah you can't you can't control that guy no um but willie's wonderland was really bad it, it's it's even worse than prisoners of the ghost land wow prisoners of the ghost land is a bad movie but there's things said in it by nick cage that make it worth watching yeah this movie's got no lines he's just kind of like in this fun house killing like killing uh toys that sounds don't watch it yeah I really like the one that we just watched, though the the unbearable, unbearable weight. weight. It's great. It's a great movie, dude. It is crazy it, out it was, here right now. <laughs> Tornado. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. That that was good. It was. It was also good to watch Hungover after Rotten yes. Ronnie's. Yeah. So that's the second part of the McDonald's story. Is that we <laughs> yeah. we parked ourselves in a theater, a theater, mm-hmm. and watched that new Nick Cage movie. And it was excellent. It felt good. Perfect hangover movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Really good to help kind of rebuild your self-esteem. Yeah. You know? It was a nice thing to watch before hitting the red carpet for yes. sure. Yeah. And then we pulled up in a Honda Civic in matching denim and <laughs> and we terrorized that red carpet and did some here in pyramids. That red carpet was a fire hydrant. Yeah. And we were just a couple of puppies. Rolling in and pissing on it, man. That's what I mean. It that's what it that's what it's for, though. You know, like it's uh, I've never been schmoozed that much. Yeah, it felt cool. Schmoozing sucks sometimes, though. Like when (laughs) people like I'm this person from that thing, and I'm like, that's cool. I don't. 
Yeah, what's your name? Where are you from? Uh, Dirty Nell Hamilton. Oh, I have a friend from Hamilton that's here. They should talk to you. Hey, man, what do you do? Uh, I'm a I I'm a hip hop. Yeah, yeah, I'm a hip hop hip hop lawyer, and we're like, you're from Hamilton, and they're like, yeah, and you're like, cool. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> See you around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, a lot of that. That was yeah. uh, baby's baby's first red carpet. I had fun. It is a good time. I had a lot of fun. It's a good time. Yeah. You just have to basically grab it uh, and destroy it. Yeah. You know, that's the only... If you're if you're just going there to like, I'm cool, mm-hmm. like, then I, 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 I feel bad for you. Yeah. I also did that thing afterwards where I, I kept looking on the internet of pictures of us and I looked like an <laughs> asshole in all of them, dude. Oh, me it too. looked really that, funny. That was the point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We went in there, guns a-blazing, sunglasses on inside. Mirth in our hearts. Yeah. Ronnie's in our guts. Ronnie's in our guts. <laughs> yeah. Sushi's in our gullets. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we yeah. had sushi. In a, in a Honda Civic. <sighs> and we, we laid it down. We made yeah. Hamilton proud. We kept it humble out there. Yeah, we Kind did. of. Yeah. <laughs> The Honda Civic was great, though. That was a nice touch. I like how there were, like, Escalades on either side of us, and we showed up in that. Yeah. Yeah. Was that an Uber? Was that Uber? It was an Uber. It was an Uber. Yeah. They wouldn't <sighs> let us take Kyle's car. They took one <laughs> took one look at Kyle's car and, like, you're not bringing that anywhere near this award So we show. had to get a car of the same caliber. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, so Kyle was like, at the last minute, he's like, oh, we should have gotten one of those Uber black things that guarantees you're going to have like a nice black car. And then it was like, I think it's way sicker to show up in like a busted ass white Honda <laughs> Civic in and amongst these people who have really nice vehicles. Yeah, it worked out. And like he, what was funny was he got an Uber prior to the one that we got. And the guy, <laughs> the guy drove by in a, in a nice car and as as soon as it was pulling up, the app canceled. So he, that guy probably looked at us and canceled the nope. the ride. Yeah, he was like, uh-uh, not these guys, not these denim dannies. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. For context, we were dressed in matching denim tuxedos with <laughs> swear words and paint on. Yeah, I had puppies on. We my looked shoulders. like a crew. Yeah. yeah. He was he was cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. I so, like this guy. This guy was great. So Kyle gave him like this slip that he had to have to like get into this motorcade area. And Kyle's like, you can keep that as like a souvenir that you went to the Junos. And he's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he took a picture of it and he posted it on social media. And yeah, but th- yeah, he tagged us. Right? Yeah, he was cool. No, he was cool. Yeah. Probably threw it out afterwards. Yeah, he did. For sure. He <laughs> yeah. shredded it. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, that Juno's weekend was beautiful. Mm. But, um, you know, until the next one. Um, I, I've i reached the end of my kind of questions list in terms of like, who is Sam Tomlinson, the man, the myth, the legend, multi-talented, Dundasian. Thank you. Dundasian. Yes. Dundas boy. Dundasian. I like Dundasian. It's He's, probably not... It probably won't fly with somebody, Might have to bleep but it yeah, out. I like I don't it know. though. Um, Makes me feel good. The man, uh, your photographer, shreds on anything with strings. <laughs> Scott, I don't know. You, Sam can sing 
like Freddie Mercury or like um or like uh show tunes, eh? Like you're you're really good at that stuff. Pretty goofy with the show tunes. I, I like I like taking our songs and show tuning them. Oh you yeah. got a really wide vibrato. I love Thanks, it. Man. Um also has discovered a keen, keen, keen aptitude for the moog. <laughs> oh yeah. Shout out to Wade McNeil. Uh your moog is my moog. Yeah. Um, and you're never getting it back. Ugh. I wish. I want it. Um, and, uh, yeah. What else can we say about uh, Captain Wildchild? Uh, you guys just, have some gigs coming up, I'm sure. We got some, we got some gigs coming up. We, we got them posted. Just, just listen Go. to it. Just enjoy it. Dance around. Mosh around. Mosh around. Show Life's your, short. Show your friends. Show your dog. Show your grandma. Yeah, show, show grandma. She's only here for so long. She Come needs on. some good shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm in, I'm in two sick bands, and I'm very proud of everything uh, that I'm doing with, uh, on all accounts. So, yeah. yeah. Well, hail, hail, rock and roll. Hail, hail, rock and roll. Thanks for having me on oh, the show. Oh, thank Luke. you for coming. This has been a gay old time. I think, uh, you know, we've, uh, we've experienced uh, some blinding sun, some mm -hmm. intense cloud cover. Some yard work. Some yard work, some bees. Yeah. And uh, we've told some horrific stories. So thank you very much for, <laughs> oh, for, uh, for listening to Born to Rome. And uh, we'll see you again soon.